We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... And welcome to Studio 222 at the ABC in Ultimo for another edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and please welcome this week's gang. It is Alice Fraser, Gary Eck and Tommy T. And with the music, it's a très magnifique French, faux French sound of Baby et Lulu. (laughs) In just a second. Now let's check you up with this week's news. What's one sign we're skating towards a state election? Uh, yeah, well, this is the uh, well the story of um, the Canterbury Olympic uh, ice skating rink, which uh, opened in 1971, and uh, only now is the ice melted due to climate change. But um, <laughs> it closed. It closed for a while, which I didn't even know. Which is kind of. I don't know, but now... You, you seem like a skater. When I look at you, Gary, I, I think of Torvald and Dean. Well, look, I've only represented in four world championships, Richard. And, um, in fact, I don't skate. So when I heard this news that the government is going to give $18 million to... Uh, $18 million. $18 million. To put, $18, dollars, yeah. $18, They're going to buy two guys. Yeah, two pies. Ticket. They're going to give away <laughs> two pies to two lucky skaters. No, $18 million to, I don't know, um, I don't know what they have to actually do to it. because They never, have to rebuild it. Do they? Yeah. From scratch. It's like an old airplane hangar. Ah, oh, yeah. And the roof was falling down. That's why they had to get people out. Right. And yeah. then they were like, you know what we should do? We should probably fix the roof, which also is connected to the walls, uh, which then oh, yeah. leads yeah. to the floor. The floor part's easy because that's just ice. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's I've a- invited... Tommy on as yeah, an architect, as a, yeah, yeah. As, as a structural engineer. Well, it does, it's a bit generous calling it the Olympic ice skating rig in that case, but uh, I don't know. Well, what, it's Olympic size. It's Olympic size. It's Olympic size. I have such yeah. fond memories of the Canterbury. I feel guilty that I stopped going when my granny stopped taking me when I was probably eleven after she gave up on the idea of me and my twin brother being an ice skating duo. Wow. That oh, would really? be good, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. That would be, that would knock Torval and Dean off. Yeah, basically, mm. the, the moment we got to the age of realising that that would be weird and creepy, uh, that was the end of my ice skating career. Yeah. I was never very good. I mean, I was never good at gymnastics or ice skating. I could do the component parts, but I was never good at the the sort of flashy hand signs and the, you know, the glossy oh, no, I, was never, I was never any good. The things, the things I remember, I remember yeah. absolutely gripping on to the sides. You know, that first <laughs> yeah, time yeah. you try to do ice skating and you're gripping on the sides and you, your legs are buckling to one side and the other as you, as, and, then, and you, take, you always take a change of clothing because you know you're going to be absolutely saturated yeah. by, by the end of the thing. And then you're sort of looking on and, and, there's, and you've got the sort of hired skates which are, yeah. you know, red, bright red or bright yeah, blue yeah. with a stamp on them and, and the glorious people have all got white skates yeah. and they're sliding well, they're the around. Well, that's that's the, my experience as well because they always, halfway through the session, they'd come on, the guy would come on and go, okay, now just experienced skaters only. Experienced yeah, yeah, skaters yeah. only. Shaming. And, yeah, you wouldn't shaming. Be, you wouldn't be able to do that Yeah, now. that includes you, Gary. Get off yeah. the ice now. That's a trigger warning right it there. Is, it is. It's terrible. And then you just see all these kind of people with your red high skates just trying to get <laughs> off the ice by these, you know, Torvald and Deans. See, and I, I wouldn't say I was a Torvald Dean, but I could go forward and backward and I could do a little bit of a jumping ball. What I could not do was resist the urge to uh, pick my leotard out of my butt when it went up yeah. in a wedgie. I just feel yeah, like yeah, me too. I meant to not do, do that. that. That's well, like that's you, five points off. There, yeah. There's a, in the Olympic. <laughs> yeah, you're not meant to. And I was just, I just Triple couldn't ever get my head around like 
form over function, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I was just like, it's the, the other. Do you remember when you fell over? You'd all <laughs> instinctively pull. You'd, you'd grip your uh, fingers in so that no one would run over them. <laughs> Here's what I think they're missing is, uh, this is comes from, uh, I spent a great deal of time at the Canterbury Ice Rink with my children in various states of hockey and ice skating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what they really need to do for people like me is upgrade the amenities in the parking lot. <laughs> Why you Because everybody else was inside skating and delighting and dreaming of Olympic glory. I was sitting in the car for an hour waiting for it to end. <laughs> Because it was too cold to sit inside because it's an ice rink. It's not too big. <laughs> so I was going to go in there in a turtleneck sweater, walk yeah. around like some New England fisherman. Yeah. Throw the fish on the surface and they'll get just frozen enough. We can get them home. <laughs> Do you know the whole popularity of the sport really was so that if, as an amateur skater, you could say, to the prospective yeah. uh, girlfriend or boyfriend, can you hold my hand, mm. please? Because I'm I'm not very good at this. Yeah, you'll need true. to yeah. you'll need to steady me. Mm. Mm. And providing it's not your twin brother, there's nothing creepy about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yeah, you know, though, the, my favorite. There's a great one of the greatest Saturday Night Live sketches ever. Is if uh, ice skating, uh, if ice dancing was uh, heterosexual ice dancing, and it's a guy <laughs> and a girl. Fumbling around on the ice, and all he's doing is trying to pick her up and look under her dress, <laughs> fumble around, and grab her as he falls down. And it's just. Uh, but your view is $18 million is not enough. Not enough. I, I yeah. want like a drive in theater. We've, yeah. Like when I, like, kids, enjoy the skating, and then I want to put like a speaker in the window of my car and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll quite happily watch that ice skating movie. Hmm. The one that I can't remember the name of. Glades of Glory. Glades of Glory. That's yeah. cool. yeah. another one. I think it's a glory. Yeah. Call it Over yeah. the Mountain. And yeah. uh, do you think as part of Dom Perrottet's re-election campaign, uh, Alice, you, you and your twin brother would be willing to reassume the career now that Canterbury is going to be rebuilt? <laughs> well, my brother lives in Queensland now where yeah. no mm. ice can survive, so I think that's probably put paid to our Olympic glory. They say that. Don't say that. Can I just clarify? These were never our hopes. This was our grandmother's idea, mm. sort of a, a weird Hungarian-Jewish continental idea of what ought to be done with she was a She was a powerful woman, though, yeah, so, yeah. you know, she mostly got her way. Uh, now, who wants to bring something faulty back into the modern world? Who wants to go first? It, Alice, I come mean, on. It, look, look, John Cleese uh, has an incredible history. He's created so many, like, groundbreaking comedy, The Fish Called Wanda, Monty Python... Faulty towers, and and then you feel like at a certain point, what you can do is just stop <laughs> and let your legacy speak for itself. Not 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 if you've been divorced for fifteen times. But this is the thing: there's there is this compulsion that people have to to dance around in the corpse of their legacy and wear its skull as a hat, uh, which I feel might be. I, I don't want to prejudge this, but I feel mm. might. I mean, it's uh, it's it says it's going to like tackle cancel culture, which to me already is like a massive red mm. flag. Because I don't think that is that is so rarely done well. Well, John's got particular views about, well, look, about yeah, all he, of that. He, yeah. he, like, I just feel like after you've made, let's say, a billion dollars, you shouldn't be allowed on Twitter. Yeah, but the mm. trouble is, what? his alimony is nine hundred. Where is that billion dollars? Is nine hundred ninety-nine <laughs> million? Yeah. So he's only got like one million left. Come on, Gary. Well, I mean, the the problem is the world is a bit woke now, and the whole series. I mean, what do you do with Manuel? which is a kind of playing on that sort of dim-witted mm-hmm, Spaniard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when the series came out in Spain, they made him Italian. 
just to get the Spain, Spanish people on side. But I don't know what you can't really do. I mean, you could. I, it's Italy, they made him British, right? Well, yeah, exactly. But you, I reckon you could probably make him Australian because we don't mind taking the piss out of ourselves. And is kind of similar to. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I reckon you, it would work. Instead of Manuel, you would call him Miko. Yeah. Miko, take these bags up to level two. Or I said level two. You want to take what level? What's going on? Oh, oh, he's from Nimbin. <laughs> Bloody Aussies. And the, the Germans could become a New Zealanders. Oh, yeah. So that's it's the whole thing here. Oh, yeah, don't mention New Zealand. I did once. I think I got away with it. <laughs> the, look, I think the nice thing about this is that he's doing it with his daughter, Camilla Cleese, who I met. She's, a, she's an American stand-up. And uh, just I think it's a really nice thing for a father-daughter bonding project. You know, it could yeah. be learning crochet together, but it is <laughs> yeah. a multi-million dollar television project. And it I, hasn't been greenlit, though. That's the thing. They've just... Was this, a, going up in America, was this a bit as big a thing for you as, as it was for people here? Yeah, it was very big. Uh, well, I don't know if I should say for America, but for me, because I discover all of this all at once uh, through the annals of uh, the public broadcasting system, the mm. PBS. Mm-hmm. So PBS showed... Faulty Towers and Monty Python, and then I had a friend who had all the Monty Python albums. Uh, so all of this, at, like I get British humor, like hit by like an asteroid all at once when I'm 14 years old. I get Monty Python <laughs> in all of its entirety, album wow. and sketch, wow. and then this I this does explain get, a lot mm, about Tony, yeah, doesn't uh, it? Douglas Adams, all of the Hitchhiker's Guide yeah. to the Galaxy stuff, uh, both in book form and in album slash radio show form, uh, it, and all at once I'm trying to process. All of this stuff. And Faulty Towers, the only thing I really remember about Faulty Towers wasn't, it was the pace. There was nothing I'd ever seen that had such a restrained ferocity. <laughs> like, they, I'd never seen anything, the character of Basil Faulty, just so about to explode yeah, at all yeah. times. And yet always with clipped clarity. It wasn't like... You know, American comedy would make that all just noisy and mushy, Mm. and it was so sharp in all of its anger at every... Well, until it took it out on that car. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But that was the beauty. It was always John Cleese holding back. You were watching him hold it back. And when is he going to explode? (laughs) And also what we had never seen in America is video into film... Back to video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That never happened. It was like, you kept like, but that's a great example where, where, where yeah. budgets don't matter. It's the, it's the writing and the, yeah. 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 So I remember it being deeply formidable. Like, mm. I didn't, I didn't rate, I mean, sorry, not rate, but uh, register. Yeah. Yeah. The red, the racism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't understand half the references. Yeah. You know. Like, I remember, this is this probably... What war are they talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the, one, that's the one we were late to. <laughs> but here's, my favorite thing about all of that era was how many, I call them landmines, of humor it put in my head that I didn't know. I just kind of filed it away. Like, this is not fault, Faulty Towers, but Monty Python had a sketch. And uh, like one of the running gags to the sketch is, no pufters! Yeah. No pufters! Yeah. We had no idea what pufters were. <laughs> So like a decade goes yeah. by, and this just rings around in the back yeah. of my head. You know, it sounds funny. Yeah. You know, it's funny yeah. in this context. And then you come sketch. to Australia. Then you come to yeah. Australia, and then it. Oh, oh. Yeah. Hey, good day, Bruce. Well, good day, Bruce. 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 Bruce from the Bruce. University of Wollongong. Yeah. It is sixteen minutes past five. Thank God it's Friday. Alice Fraser, Gary Eck, Tommy Dean, Baby at Lulu. In a moment, who is zooming out? Who is zooming out? News this week. Who is zooming out? Well, um, well, Zoom. Zoom is dropping uh, 15% of its workforce, which is, I mean, to be honest, I mean, they're quadrupled 
time, I don't, even more during the pandemic. Um, and apparently they fired all their staff via Zoom, which is, you know, <laughs> okay, the following That's why people, it's only 15% because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they weren't listening. Yeah, they, they, they had their videos off. Their videos off. <laughs> John, you've got to turn your mood off because I'm going to fire you. <laughs> but it's, it's so, it became so much part of our vernacular during the pandemic, didn't it? Like, just go, I'll Zoom you later. Um, I'm just going to go clean up my Zoom. Kids, go to your Zoom now. You know, it was, it was like Zoom everything. And then, and then they stopped doing it. It was free. Yeah. For like you could go forever and now they make it 40 minutes. 45 minutes? No, 40. Is it? Yeah. There you go. Because I did it what? today and I had to do it twice because that goes back on. I got Zoom Pro, so I don't, I don't know oh, what you plan to deal Pro. with. <laughs> You're shutting off Pro, now. You can go for days. Yeah, yeah. You? Weeks. Yeah. Oh, uh, we, should, we should Zoom sometime. I'm, I'm Zooming right now at home. <laughs> Just a Zoom of a room. Come on, that's the second time you got, I was as good as Torval and Dean. That was the first. Did I say that? I said I, I was not I, as good as Torval and That's what I heard. The sentence was, <laughs> I, was n- I can't help it if your ears have closed over due to being a man of a certain age. That's not my medical issue to deal with. Look, leave John. Women get better <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I think this is sort of a, a, a endemic in the tech industry at the moment. They're all they all massively overhired during the pandemic in the blissful hope that life would become a constant apocalypse and they would be able to monetize <laughs> that. And now people have gone back to regular life, mm. no longer living in a horrifying separatist dystopia. They've had to let all this uh, all these people go, and they mainly blame it on the workers, as far as I can see. They blame it on the workers for not wanting to work hard enough or for wanting to be paid or for wanting to have a <laughs> cup of tea Is it good that people are coming back to the office, though? Or was it nice that uh, some people, anyway, were allowed to work from home? I think but- it was lovely. Lovely. You can't you don't do a marinade when you're at the office. You can't run a load of laundry when you're at an office. That's true. That's, but the problem with Zoom is you can't look the person in the eye when you're talking to them. Everyone's looking off in weird directions. And I find it just it's I find that just like awkward and, and exhausting. See, I never meet anyone's eyes, so it's great for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, you're like, looking at me now, though. Why are you looking past what? me? What's looking going through on? you. I mean, Tommy, you've been enjoying the world of the office. I enjoy the world of the office, and I think that's the problem. I think the reason that Zoom probably had to shut down a lot of employees is because there a lot of people I think in some sense do want to come back to the office and they don't probably have any offices. Mm. I imagine Zoom set yeah. up as an officeless office and now they've got all these employees like, where's my where's my chair? Oh no. Yeah. Oh you're gone. Everybody that asks, where's but, the uh, where's the kitchen? Shut up, you're gone. <laughs> did you do any you're Zoom up. gigs? Like I did a few stand up Zoom gigs. It was just awful because you just you see everyone on the screen but then you can't control them so the, you can't stop the person getting up muting you <laughs> and walking off and just seeing them make a cup of tea in the background and you're going look i'm working here i'm doing mm. stuff doing a all. zoom gig is exactly like having a nightmare about doing comedy it's just <laughs> you're delivering your best jokes to absolute silence because everyone's yeah. on mute except one horrible person who's left their spouse on in the background and then or they're not on mute and they're just not laughing yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. or they're not laughing and then it's the gig is at three o'clock in the morning because you're doing it in england because you haven't told them that you've left london yet and so you're pretending <laughs> and then you, you just finish and you shut the laptop and face the bleak dawn. (laughs) Genuinely horrifying. And then your baby wakes up. And then your baby wakes up. But it never got smooth. Like even my wife I saw the other night was doing a, you know, she said there's a lot of meetings via Zoom and we do it through, in our work, we use Teams, but same thing. And it's just, it's almost, all of it is just punctuated with, you have to unmute, Sally. Sally, you're on mute, <laughs> waving, waving. Getting weird waving. echoes. Somebody's yeah. not on mute. Can, yeah. somebody, can everyone put themselves yeah. on mute? Sorry. No, mm. Sally, you stay off mute because you're talking. Yeah. Right. So if you all yeah. have a look now at slide number four, uh, you haven't shared your screen. Share your screen. <laughs> you got to share your screen. 
Oh, not that one. Yeah. Oh, not no, that not one. That one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. On TJF this week we have Alice Fraser, Gary Eck and Tommy Dean in studio. And it's Valentine's Day, as, uh, as, as Abby Dobson mentioned on Tuesday. It's a day to celebrate romance. Forget the teddy bears, the candles and the red roses. What's the most ordinary yet romantic thing anyone could do for you? In other words, how is love expressed, uh, you know, not in the, in the movies and the rom-coms, but in day-to-day life? Gary Eck. Mm. Well, for me, it's, you know, it's simple things like, you know, if I want to do the gesture, it would be packing the dishwasher properly. You know, as opposed right, to the, the way she does it. Yeah, exactly. You know, not just yeah. throw it all in and, and wash the dishes before you put them in because I didn't know that was a thing. I always thought the dishwasher did yeah, that because yeah. it's called the dishwasher. She not... washes them, does she? Yeah, rinses. Yeah, yeah and then that's, put them in. Uh, it's yeah, very good, very I'm always bad. like, it's yeah. like it's a. Po- it's not called the post dishwasher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called the dishwasher. Yeah. yeah, but I can see you. You're like the guy that has like half a steak and a potato still on his plate. I <laughs> <laughs> just put that in. Come on. Yeah, we're not saying make yeah. it clean, but you know maybe. That's true. I do charcoal the pan. Get, and get then... the large bits off. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. You know, the, guy, the, 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 guy, the guy came on here from, yeah. from Choice. He's the expert yeah. on dishwashers. And he said the most amazing thing. It blew my mind completely. He was with you. He said, don't wash them. Yeah. Uh, put them in. In fact, if you wash them, it defeats the machine because the machine has modern dishwashers have, I think he said it was a turbulence meter or some, a turbidity meter in them. <laughs> they can tell how dirty the plates are. Oh. If you make the plates too clean, it won't wash them properly. Right, because it knows they're too clean. This is awesome stuff. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna download so this. That sounds... we've, we've all realised now our dishwashers <laughs> are cleverer than we are. Well, the new ones now. You for romance, you have to buy your wife a yeah, brand, yeah the, the brand a dishwasher new that has a proper Terminator. Meter. Yeah, seventeen thousand dollar one. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, look, what else can I think of? I mean, um, you know, when we sit down to watch, say, Netflix or something, you yeah. Know, just I would ask, and it's a very, very, it's a very simple gesture. What do you want to watch? Oh, uh, you're very romantic, aren't you? Yeah. Instead yeah. of hey, let's watch that Star Wars series that you hate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll start at season let's, two. Let's watch my own ABC Kids show <laughs> yeah, again. Again, yeah. you will watch this again. Gary. You don't think it's a just a little touch passive aggressive to put it in that term? What do you want to watch? What do you want to watch? You want to watch? No, I would same. say it's more romantic, and here's what I do. Cause yeah. My same answer would just be, I just set the remote control on her side of the couch. Oh, oh that's oh, lovely. That's, what that a beautiful nice. gesture. Just, yeah. 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 But what just, a beautiful just man. Just you to yeah, quickly grab truly. it back. No, just set it over there, yeah. and then if she eventually concedes control. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so be it. <laughs> so be it. The new Star Wars series. Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. The secret, though, the way to get it back, keep one of the batteries in your pocket. Tommy, yeah, can yeah. you fix this? Sure. Sure, yeah, I can fix yeah. this. I can fix it. Two minutes <laughs> later, you're watching baseball. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what we're not watching. Subtitles. <laughs> not reading another movie with you. <laughs> uh, what's real like, romance? Oh, I just like your small, everyday diamonds, occasional yeah. sapphires, mm. rubies. You know, I. No, for me, genuinely, it's just cuddles. That's and it's particularly now that I'm that now from anyone I'm, or just yeah, genuinely, <laughs> just a just a cuddle from anyone. I feel like having a baby. You, your job is just to pour out love in a constant cascade. All day, love and milk and love and milk, and so just sometimes a little top up, mm. just a little, little rub mm-hmm. of the back. Yeah, in, the interstitial moments of affection uh, are, are really cumulative, mm. and even though it's like 
you know, you don't notice when they're gone. They start to wear you down if they're not there. Mm. I remember years ago, like maybe even 30 years ago, 20 years ago, mm. Tim Fisher, who I think was Deputy Prime Minister at the time, he went on the Today Show or something like that and said, you know, real love is, is fixing the light fitting and mm. real love is, is, uh, is you know, there's, there's, something wrong with the, there's something wrong with the plumbing so you're on your hands and knees mm. and you fix the toilet. And, and I remember writing a, a piece in the, in the Herald saying, oh, this is just ridiculous. What, what a stupid, what a stupid mm. thing to say. I, I now think he's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't, talk, I don't talk dirty. I talk clean. Yeah. Hey, I just vacuumed under the couch. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. There's nothing like the sight of a man on his hands and knees in his shorty pyjamas scrubbing the kitchen floor. It's very... It's, yeah. it's, it, it hits all the erogenous mm. signs. I agree. I don't know if it's like in the wake of, but it's, I think it's that leaving, like, now that I leave early for work, or, you know, sometimes she will leave earlier than I. You know, you just make, whoever gets up first tends to make a pot of coffee. And then there's a coffee ready for the other person who gets oh, up behind, yeah. so they don't have to do it. Mm. Um, the quiet, you know, the, we use the laundry line, so like quite often she'll put her laundry out this morning, and then I'll come home and she'll be away, and you, know, you just bring the laundry in. It's it's I better than a sonnet, isn't it? I think it's all those quiet. It's better than better than those diamonds that Alice mentions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I think I still I still write Gold the stuff. I still quote the poetry. I think that I shall never see something as lovely as. Folded laundry. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, love. Are we ready for yeah. the wheel of death, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, yeah. yeah. Clean the lint trap out of the dryer. Oh, yeah, yeah, By yeah. By the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Clean the, Yes, yeah. oh, my God. Clean the lint trap out of the dryer. Build a little statue to your beloved out of the lint from the dryer. <laughs> yeah. Right, I love you in lint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could have lint chocolates or we could have lint... Chocolates. Oh, there we go. Yes, Combine the both. Fill exactly. the lint filter with lint chocolates uh, and then... Now, the topics that have been suggested today for Tommy are garden paths, sticky buns... Uh, Fren- frenemies, you know, fr- yeah, friends and enemies. Frenemies, uh, elopements, mm. beer, Eiffel <laughs> Tower, <laughs> penguin, cactus, handkerchiefs, zucchini, painting the house, first dates, high school plays, bean bags. Which fill you full of fear? Tommy Dean. Sticky buns. Mm. Don't like them? No, I'll just have to keep it clean. <laughs> wow! <laughs> round and round and round it goes where it stops. No one knows. Today's topic. But Tommy Dean oh, is... Come <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> sticky buns. You can't keep them clean. They're too sticky. Too sticky. sticky buns. The reason I was in my head is because I was driving in uh, and I heard you and Simon basically doing a radio porn segment. Yeah. It was on romantic food. Yeah, well, that's what you kept saying. You kept trying to make out that was romantic, but really what you kept saying was, what's the food that'll get me laid? Yeah. That's and, what I And, and then in between recipes, and we what were... food should you eat before you get laid? Yeah. If you're going to get laid, what do you eat? Do you eat this and then get yeah. laid? Or do you get laid and eat? What do you do? And I did the oyster joke. Did you hear the oyster no, joke? It's a good joke. joke. Oh, shucks. Yeah. Is that the one? No, yeah. it's, a, it's a, I bought half a dozen and only five of them worked. It's a good joke, isn't it? Oh, that's so. very white. I was wondering where that was coming from. <laughs> Have we got an interference or something? (laughs) No, we were playing lots of romantic songs in between the recipes. A taste of honey. Mm. But that's just, it's it's, it's all all sexy sex. I I didn't sense the romance in it. It just felt needy. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about the segment, all the preparation. It's, well, we're just saying don't eat garlic. No, and don't we're eat just anything. saying romance is folding the laundry and change the light bulb and make a cup of coffee. And now you're all like, and then make a pot of Lobster. chicken fricassee <laughs> and do it like donkeys on a farm. <laughs> 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 Okay, well, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy the segment. No, I'm, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I'm just saying... <laughs> 
I just don't think it's pitched tonally correct. Okay, good. Okay, um, but, but, but if, th- that's know. not going to be the problem here, right? No, I'm just saying that's what we're going to do. That's having, what we're going to do. Having cri- if you criticized get down others <laughs> and sticky buns is where it's at, and I say this is especially important for people that just can't find a lover. Sticky buns is where it's at. I don't know if you know anything about yeasted dough, which is the basis of sticky buns. Mm-hmm. But when you make your yeasted dough, you are basically recreating female breasts. <laughs> really? Oh, the exact same form and function. You just mix your flour, your water, your yeast, a little bit of sugar and salt, and you put that in a bowl. And 45 minutes later, as you begin the kneading process, you will realize that you have met the most consensual female chest of all time. <laughs> but there are mold it. But aren't there 18? Aren't there 18 of them? Well, eventually, the, the, the metaphor breaks down. <laughs> As would most men confronted with 18 singular exactly, females. Exactly. That is too many. That is too many. That's why I've always argued that any man that claims that he wants a threesome is like, does two women too many you can handle? <laughs> you just can't do it. That is, you just can't. I mean, anyway, the point is. Have you made um, these things? Have you, uh, you've actually made them? The sticky buns? Yeah. 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 Mm. Love. Have you made? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Sticky yeah, they're, they're, they're actually, uh, it's quite the, well, I mean, I don't know if we're defining it the same way. I'm basically seeing sticky buns as upside down cinnamon rolls, basically, with a toffee nut. I think the Australian Please. version is a longer bun, like a, the, the sort of shape bun you'd have a sausage in, but with this stripe of red yeah, uh, like icing. It's often pink yeah, as well. I'd say it's a finger bun. It's a yes. finger bun. Yeah. There we are being naughty again. <laughs> Why don't you just keep saying naughty yeah. things? Finger bun? What are you talking about? I think, the core, I think the core thing about all romantic food is timing, which is to say bang first and then eat. Oh, someone said that, actually. I decided not to read it out because I thought it was in the wrong tone. Oh, yeah, yeah, but Alice yeah. can say it. It's fine. Yeah, it's exactly right. It, it should be the entree yeah, I, or the appetizer. Mm. Yeah. I've realised in my long life that I seem to have a filter in that if I say something dirty, people assume that I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. vice versa. Yeah, but vice versa. But the reason you Bangers do it in the order as advocated by Alice is because the meal will inevitably last longer. And that's where the romance is. <laughs> so just get. But sticky buns in America are uh, like a breakfast food, and it's you, the way you would make a sticky bun in my mind is in a in the bottom of a nine inch pan. Uh, you would put brown sugar and nuts, preferably oh. pecan, but you could use a mixture of your favorite nuts. But pecan nuts and brown sugar and a bit of butter would go in the bottom of a pan, and then you would put rolled yeasted, almost like cinnamon roll style. Buns. Wow, I think we have a general yeah. cultural difference here. Yeah, On top good. of the... Yeah. We call them pancakes. Okay, we're gonna no, it's like toffee. And then yeah. they, and then we're going to have to cancel the American submarines because <laughs> we know they're going to arrive <laughs> in the su- wrong shape. With icing on the top and just going to completely disaster. Because right, well, we're expecting get... something in the shape of a sticky bun, right? <laughs> With those submarines. But we're not going to get it. <laughs> no. I, yeah, I find it very upsetting to go from British baking shows to American baking shows because the British baking shows are like, you know, make a Victoria sponge cake, you, mm. suburban blanger with a bit of cream on top, and then you go to the American show and it's like, I've decided to put marshmallows inside of cookies on top of a brownie that's full of soda. And, and then get a can of cream. Face <laughs> and it'll taste like all of your childhoods at once. It just, I find it, uh, yeah, it's sort yeah. of... It is over the top. I agree it's over the top. But these are quite simple. It's basically just upside down. It's like upside down cake style. Mm -hmm. And then when you Mm -hmm. invert them out, you have a a scroll with a praline 
I mean, it sounds delicious. Yeah, on top. But it ain't a sticky bun. Mm, I don't sticky think so. Well, you know, I'll tell you what sticky buns tomorrow. Hottest day in Sydney for a year. <laughs> Driving out there on the roadways, I'll show you some sticky buns. It is 14 to 6. Does he die? For, no, he's... Does he... It's hard for, to know. For tonal... For tonal... <laughs> hard to know. Or does he... Well, culturally... Uh, culturally... No, culturally, he's, he's, he's clearly on, I never realised. I've seen finger buns forever. I thought they were called finger buns. Mm. I think they call them sticky buns. Oh, look, I could be wrong too. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows who about knows? such matters? I, no one knows. I think we're going to allow him to survive. Yeah. Yeah. It's Friday with Richard Glover. And thank God it's Friday with Alice Fraser, Gary Eck and Tommy Dean. Now, uh, Alone Australia is coming to SBS, a show in which people have to survive in extreme environments, like in Series 1, Tasmania. Survival <laughs> in the wilderness is one thing. But what are the unique challenges of survival in our cities and towns? What are your special skills for urban survival? Gary Eck. Mm. Well, uh, I mean, you've got to know where that parking spot is. You know, the one near mm. the city. No good one. You, yeah, yeah, the good one. Yeah. You don't tell anybody ever. You take mm-hmm. it to your grave. <laughs> Can are... you tell us? No, <laughs> never, no, no, I'm not going to tell you. I know where, exactly where it is. I always get it. Yeah. And that's it. It's like, it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. There's a council parking lot in Leichhardt that doesn't look like a parking. Yeah, I know that one too. Yeah. Councillor. Richard. And I, I knew a guy once who was a councillor. Mm. Look, this is, this, you could send this to ICAC because yeah. he whispered to me, he said, you know that place, that's actually a car park. Yeah. And everyone's like, mm-hmm. it's an open car park. Right. And now you're telling everyone it's in here. Well, I didn't get the address though. Oh, okay. <laughs> or the suburb. Or the we suburb. lied about the suburb. Yeah, it's not, not like that. Now there'll be a rash of people yeah. parking in yeah. what doesn't look like yeah. a car park, <laughs> yeah. which is yeah. everything. Richard said I could park here. It's actually Hornsby, but I yeah. Oh, yeah. The other, the other little survival trick in the city is you did a segment on this the other day about um, cafes and yep. finding that cafe where you can just stay all day. And, and do your work. And, and do as, your work. As if it's an office. Yeah, yeah. and on one cup of coffee. I found that place. I know exactly where that place is, and I stay there all day. Yeah, what does the cafe owner think about you? Well, it's my house. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the uh, yeah, I mean, the kids are always like, "Well, where's Dad?" Well, he's hiding in the corner sipping coffee, so he can get out of chores. But um, yeah, that's that's. I do have a few of those. I have. I call them my offices. I have about three or four offices around town. Where I can it's just... a bit unfair on the cafe owner, isn't it? Nah. Stuff them. <laughs> That's right. I how bought many, a coffee. How many yeah. coffees do you have to bring buy every hour? No, to... no, you just buy the one and you, you find the place where they don't even know you're there. <laughs> it's kind of tucked around the corner or places. Anyway, I'm not going to go into the specifics of it because it's, it's, it's gold. Be- um, befriend your local library is my survival tip. Befriend mm. your local library. They have resources uh, that you would not believe in. You can you, know, you book in little offices for yourself. Mm. You, can, you can take your baby there. You can, there's, and you actually be welcome, unlike Gary and in the cafe. they're so thrilled to see a human being inside a library reading a paper book uh, that they, they'll give you perks above and beyond what you could possibly expect. <laughs> uh, they, you know, they say what books are coming in. They, you know, mm. genuinely yeah. spend 10 minutes befriending a local librarian, uh, make the world a better place. But also, I don't think it's enough to just survive. I think, I think in, in life, uh, we need to thrive and there needs to be a, a, a little bit of joy mm. as well. Uh, so how do we achieve that in the city? I would say uh, in... The, in Sydney specifically, get near water, you know, get near water, whether it's a sewer drain or a puddle <laughs> or a vomiting duck. Or, or the rising damp in, the, in Gary's yeah. back bedroom. <laughs> and walking, I mean, people don't walk. I mean, you know, Stephen Wright has that great line, you know, um, everywhere's walking distance if you have the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I do, I live by that. I walk all the time. Like I walk home from the city. Like why walk 
Why be stuck in traffic when you can walk past it? Is my motto. <laughs> like it makes a lot more sense, yeah. you know. This, kinda, this dovetails right into what I was going to say, which is do not walk. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. No, no everyone should walk. <laughs> crazy, but I think the secret to urban survival, especially in Sydney, is to know a series of uh, goat trails. You got to know some back streets, some suburban cut-throughs. Don't be sticking on the yellow line the GPS is throwing at you all the time. Okay, so you don't use the Google or the Apple uh, Maps. No, well, yeah, I do to learn how to not yeah. use it. Because that's what everyone else is doing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah go, don't go the main way. I'm just saying, you can see, though, when you, you just got to know little cut-throughs, little backtracks, little in-out over there through the yeah. cut-the-corner on the gas station, back onto the main road for just a second, get back off. Yeah. As you're, whizzing, as you're whizzing past, do you yell at Gary through the window? <laughs> what are you yeah, doing man, walking? Need a lift. Walkers? Well, that's walkers. the thing. It'd be great. I mean, I mean the old-fashioned taxi driver that knew those mm. routes. Now it's Uber who just, you know, follows whatever mm. Google says, you know, go this way, go that way. Yeah, and I think it's like 20% more traffic because of Uber. That's why there's mm. so, that all the main lines are blocked. <laughs> like, God, no. But I kind of I fell away from my philosophy for a while. Then my son started driving, and I was like, and he would drive the car, and then... He was like, he was like a, like a hound for it, man. He just he loved really it. loved yeah. back streets. Yeah, mm. you know, you know, don't forget, Dad, bang a left at that roundabout. Don't go through it. Bang a left there. Yeah, we can save as we can save as much as half bang a second. Around. Yep, go through the warehouse district, <laughs> come back out through. <laughs> if you're lucky, you got a new color of your car. Went to a chop shop. <laughs> There's pleasure in that. Yeah, there's pleasure. Got to backdrop. backdrop it. Uh, uh, Mark on the text uh, says, I reckon Gary would be one of those people who buy one coffee and then top it up with a thermos he smuggled into <laughs> <laughs> the case. He kn- Does he know you? He it's like, know it's, you. It's, I take after my dad because my dad once went on a plane and when they came around with the coffee and he brought out his own mug. Yeah. And they Amazing. went, yes, please. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And they I were like, that. and they're like, I had to go back and get another jug, you know. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. A man after his father's first time, You know, the American model, they just keep bringing you the crappy filtered coffee and refilling your cup and refilling your cup. And the first time ever I went to a cafe in Australia, uh, the waitress kept, uh, would you like some more coffee? Yeah. Yeah. You just always say, yeah, because it's polite. Yeah. And then, like, then they go to, <laughs> yeah, $37. <laughs> what? Well, you had six coffees. What? <laughs> what? It was like three bucks. <laughs> Well, between that and the sticky bun, there's a lot of cultural difference being revealed today. Now, Sting is coming to Australia next week. Of course, he started life as Gordon Sumner. Do you like your name? If you could change it, what would you call yourself? Alice, do you like your name? Look, I I do like my name. I think it's a fine name. It does the job. It's how I I don't hate it. But uh, I've never really had a good nickname. And also I know that my name is a lie. Because uh, my my grandfather was mm. was a Jewish Hungarian uh, man. His name was Adolf Friedenberg, and obviously he ma- he went to he escaped during the war and mm. he made ball bearings for the RAF. And they said uh, Adolf. Mm. Mm. <laughs> 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 we need to talk. Yeah, it was before the name Adolf became unpopular in the Jewish. No, is it exactly the same time as the name Adolf became unpopular in the Jewish community? Uh, they asked him to change it, so he thought of the most Anglo name he could think of, which was Andrew Peter Fraser. And so he changed the name. So I sometimes think about changing it back to, to Friedenberg. You need a bigger uh, poster. Or yes, true. Uh, Adolf. Thing. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Adolf. My wife's English relatives were all fighting in the war for, they were German heritage, but fighting in the war for the British. And they were all called, the family was called Fewer. 
which was, you know, not quite yeah. Fura, but pretty <laughs> close. And yeah. Said quickly. I think they got teased a little bit in the R double mm. F in the RAF, right? Yeah, you got yeah. to change. You got to change your name. Yeah. You got to change your name. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Gary? Do you like Gary? I do love Gary because you know it's one of those names that there, there was a statistical yeah. survey put out by the um, the mm. births, deaths, and marriages people saying that by 1990 there were only two Garys in New South yeah. Wales. No it's Garys. officially going extinct, along mm. with Kevin. Kevin as well. Like no, no one. This is one of the last Garys you'll ever yeah, meet. No, no one has called their child Gary since 1991. So yeah. it is kind of sad. Which means that there's one. How long goes that? Thirty years, right? Yeah. There's one 33 year old Gary in New South Wales. Yeah, I never meet Gary, and that's like, the youngest Gary. Yeah. I ask parents, have you got any kids called Gary? No. See, and it's unfortunate too because... and Because it's such a beautiful name. It is. Like no one ever comes up to me and says, Gary, Gary, that is gorgeous. Oh, that is so lovely. Where is that from? Is that with a hard G or a soft yeah, G? Is it Jerry? Yeah. Is it... Jerry? No, no, it's just Gary. Yeah. Yeah, my, my how, many, how many R's are you serving with that? Well, I've got 17 in mine. <laughs> it's a really long It's like a grrr. And the thing is, Richard, you don't hear anyone called Gary. Only when you go to the park and you hear someone call their butt ugly dog. <laughs> Gary, get over here. Gary, good girl, Gary. I'm like, I'm not even... The problem is everyone would be called... The problem, the reason no one's called Gary is because no one, like, no, there's no royal called Gary and there's, Gary's not in the Bible. Mm. You need to put... See, Gary wasn't mm. invited to the Last Supper. And is this can't... the genesis of the... Of the new New Testament, <laughs> yeah. Just... yeah. In my version, Gary fights Goliath, right? Not maybe David. Gary David gets waiter. all the credit. They didn't mention it, but maybe Gary was the waiter at the Last Supper. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was. Well, there was, he was invited, but there was only a table for twelve. Right. Oh man! Like, oh god, he comes, Gary! Quick! And what musical? What musical is it from? But every time I hear your name, they know, oh, Gary yeah. Indiana, Gary Indiana. It's Gary always in Indiana. ads and stuff. Go Gary, no. go Gary. It's, I always get mocked like that, or I'm a t- like a Gary. The, what's the Gary the Spongebob in Gary? He's the snail. I mean, snail. you just got to imply that it's short for something more Garibald. elaborate and sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, my name's Don, short for Donald? No, Poseidon. You know, like, you just... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean, I think it means spear, actually. Yeah, Gary is short for garage. Garage. You know, just... right. I know, garage. Garari is what I call myself now. <laughs> with 27 E's. Yeah. And the second E is silent. Well, the nearly extinct mm. Gary. What about Tommy Dean? Well, I'm biblical. You know, Thomas is uh, You're in the biblical, Bible. effervescent, uh, worldwide top ten uh, for eternity. Mm. You know, and, um, I like it. Dean's quite Dean. good too. Dean's Serviceful. good. Dean's yeah. solid. I think it's you know you got a it's got a hard stop. Uh, I like the, you know the two to one. Mm-hmm. Tommy Dean. Boom yeah. boom. Yeah. Got a bang bang finish. There are lots of Tommies uh, around. It's not lots like you. Tommy. Yeah. Lots of Tommy. I like that. The only thing fun is the variance. Like I'm very keen on staying Tommy. Uh, mm. People work. Oh, nice to see you, Tom. Tommy. What's going to happen if you Tommy. become a Supreme Court judge, though? No, I'll be Tommy. Yeah. Judge Tommy says. <laughs> <laughs> You'd get off if you got well, Judge Tommy. I, did, I think it? it would set the tone for my agenda. Yeah. I reckon if you're in, you know, yeah. in for drugs yeah. or something. Oh, I got Judge Tommy. I'm going to get off. <laughs> I'm going to so get off. Yeah, he, he was the guy who sold it to me in the first place. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you. It has a pleasing blend of of uh, sort of uh, youthfulness and threat because it's Tommy, like a, a young boy, yeah. youthful, and then also yeah. Tommy Gunn. Yeah. So it's, I think it's yeah. a very Tommy. perfectly keep balanced. Yeah. Yeah. We're all going to keep on to our names. Who, 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 who called you, Tommy? Yeah. Uh, who, right. Winners and losers. Who, who were they? Uh, uh, Tommy. Uh, I thought the Tommy. Uh, the big winner was uh, balloons. Yeah. <laughs> the Chinese surveillance well, balloons. The Chinese surveillance yeah. brought them back into vogue. Everyone said, you know what? We haven't had nearly enough balloons around. Mm-hmm. Balloons are fun, not only to have around, but to shoot down. Yeah. We should have more of them. That was so good. Uh, so that was very exciting. And uh, I thought the big loser... 
in a sense, was, I'm going to say me, but that discovery, like, I, in a sense, a winner. But that core of 72 rescue workers from Australia that are flying over yeah, to Turkey yeah. and mm. Syria to do all the work. And every time amazing people go to do amazing things, I think, I did not pay attention or do enough. Yeah. And no one's called, hey, we need some help in a very serious situation. You know who we're going to get? Not Tommy. <laughs> no. And, you know, and, and often at great cost themselves because it's such difficult, Agreed. traumatic work that it's, they do. And, you know, and yeah, good, on, good on them. Alice, who were the winners and losers? Uh, the winner this week is Leonardo DiCaprio back in the news for allegedly dating another 19-year-old uh, girl. It's a funny thing, I think, to see the outrage online because, of course, he's so old that he doesn't have social media. <laughs> uh, and also he's so old that when he was young it was still okay uh, for an old man to date a 19-year-old. That's all understandable. It was but a different ju- time. Just for context, this means that when, she, she, when Trump was elected, she was 12. She probably had her high school prom on Zoom because it was in the <laughs> pandemic. And, and, like, I know she's technically over the age of, of, of consent and all of that, but if you use the phrase not technically illegal about your relationship too much, you turn into Woody Allen. <laughs> to be fair, he is just irresistibly attracted to old souls, specifically old souls encased in hot bodies controlled by the brains of teenage girls. Yeah. It's just the cross yeah. he has to bear. Yeah, and, and the loser of the week is... Uh, that that lady when she turns twenty four. <laughs> Winners and losers, quickly, Gary. Uh, quick, um, look, mum, she's uh, eighty eight today. Wow! Right. Yeah. 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 Hey, happy and birthday, Alice, as well. Hey. Alice, it's a uh, happy birthday. Yeah, so mum, oh, winner. She oh, listens the winner. to the show all the time, Richard. Well, only when I'm on, to be honest. Uh, of course, yeah. 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 And then, do you know? To be honest, we always talk after the show, and she always rings me and she critiques me and says, "Oh, Gary, that was very funny." Yeah, and yeah. she says, "I just wish you wouldn't just spend your whole life walking around Sydney like a derelict." Yeah, and I apologise for calling you Gary. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. She's got a lot of apologising to do. Please thank Alice Fraser, Gary Eck and Tommy Dean. Thank you. Thank you for thanking us. And, of course, baby, at Lulu, who played so beautifully. Thanks for being part of Thank God It's Friday. Next week, Tommy will be back. Bridie, Connell, James, Collie. Until then, I'm Richard Glover. And thank God it's Friday. French toast. <laughs> <laughs>